Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSP Marketing Podcast, where we cut all the bullshit and get straight to the tangible, actionable things you can do within your MSP to succeed in marketing. So no long intro, because intro, Stephen always calls me on my bullshit. We're going to get straight into it. Today, we are talking about email marketing. Ah, yes, email marketing. I, I wish cold email marketing didn't work. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I wish it didn't because I hate getting them, right? Like I hate getting that email where someone's like, oh, did you get my previous email about... I'm like, yes, I got it, but I'm not going to respond to you. Like I want to just, just move you to my junk folder. But it does work. And like everything in marketing, it's saturated. But it's something that works in our space, and we, we're we going to keep doing it. And there are ways to break through the kind of fluff and get to the good ones, right? Like yeah. A lot of them have faded to the waypoint, but we'll give you the reasons that the right cold email at the right time can perform well. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. And so it's annoying, right? It's annoying, just like cold calling is annoying, which we have another episode on <clears throat> coming up. We know cold emailing is annoying. Like, I know it's annoying to do. That's not going to stop me from doing it. I know telemarketing is annoying, but it's not going to stop me from doing it, right? These are some of the things that have helped us to grow to where we are today. And the clients that we got from those annoying cold emails and those annoying telemarketings love us. <laughs> They're not like, oh, we hated that you emailed yeah. us and stuff. It's like, oh, we're glad to be a part at yeah. this point. Yeah. They fucking love us, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's, uh, you know, it sucks that we have to use these, like, annoying things to get them. But their methods to yeah. get customers, yeah. Yeah, to get customers who really needed help, like, really badly needed help. Mm. So that's how I put my pride aside with this type of shit. Like, we might not have reached them otherwise. Yeah, ex- we wouldn't have, and they'd probably still be in a shitty situation yeah, or true. hacked or, you know, who knows what would happen. Like, so every client that we've gotten, pretty much in any of our marketing me- methods, like, love us. They're raving fans, so I don't care how we acquire them. So there are ways to do email marketing that are more effective, right? And we have an episode coming up about video marketing specifically. I have a friend who who is an MSP out of Colorado. The only thing he does for marketing, this is going to sound crazy, but it's true. He does a weekly tech tip, and then the owner does a Saturday cyber bite. And every week they send those emails out. Nothing salesy, strictly educational tech tips every single month. And you wouldn't think there'd be that much value in it, but he's closed over a million dollars in annual revenue. This isn't some fake marketing bullshit numbers. This is a person that I know very well and he's showed me the numbers over a million dollars in annual recurring revenue from these tech tips. Now, you might get fired up and say, yeah, I want to start doing tech tip videos too. Well, here's the reality of this and any other marketing thing that you're going to do. He said of every single one of the clients that have closed, none of them have been on his tech tip video list less than a year and a half. Not one of them. So why am I telling you that? 
You need to get in the mindset of knowing everything you do in marketing, especially business-to-business marketing, the space we're in, takes time. It's not immediate gratification. you got to work for it, yeah. There's almost no immediate gratification thing in MSP marketing, right? Like telemarketing is pretty close because you can get like an appointment as soon as, you know, you you will start getting appointments in telemarketing. I've heard pay-per-click is similar too. We don't do it, but I've heard it, it can be kind of immediate. But for the most part, all of the organic stuff that you can do, right, the good content you're going to create, it's going to take time, but it will pay off. I have a, a, a pie chart of every new client that came in from marketing and every single marketing thing that we, we do, right, social media, email marketing, telemarketing, all everything that I can think of, video, has closed at least one client, networking, events that we've done, webinars that we've done, every single thing has led to at least one new client. Usually a lot more than one, but at least one. So that's why you got to be doing a lot of things all the time. Now the communication needs to be similar. It can't just be a bunch of random haphazard shit. It's got to make sense. You're doing all of them for a long time and they pay off for sure. And again, I'm not some vendor saying this. I'm not some MSP that sold. Now I'm trying to sell the MSPs. We are an active MSP and this shit's working for us. So getting more into the specifics of email and email marketing, specifically cold email marketing, right? Warm email marketing we'll get to a little bit later, um, but cold email marketing, someone that doesn't know you, Stephen, can you go into how you, how we do it here and how you'd recommend an MSP does cold email marketing? Yeah, so, I mean, you the listener, you probably have an idea in your mind of what a cold email is or what you receive because you've received them a million times before. It's that same kind of, like this, the rigid writing, it's just very business-like, all, all proper. It's, it's boring. I mean, let's be honest. The subject line is just something uninteresting. And half the time, you probably aren't going to click it at all. So maybe you don't know what the content looks like. But I think what we've seen to have so much success with cold emailing is you got to make it differentiate in the subject line, the pre-header text, and the actual content needs to be colloquial and it needs to be like a dialogue. So subject line, I mean... Make it something interesting. We don't want to say like, obviously on YouTube, you see like clickbait thumbnails, things like that. But you want it to be something that's, you know, engaging enough. So it's not necessarily clickbait. It's still providing value, but it's something that people will want to click, right? Like you are providing the value that you are saying in the subject line, but it's also talking about in a light that people that might not be interested in a more specific part of the topic would still want to check out. Uh, Pre-editor text is something that a lot of cold emails don't do. That's a second line of text before it gets into your copy that you can see on the actual email with, before opening it. Mm-hmm. And that's good for just defining what the actual content is going to be. If your top pre-editor line is something more eye-catching, where it's more describing what it is, and the pre-editor text can go into detail about what you're going to get into. And that's usually a great intro to somebody actually clicking your email. Once they've clicked your email, I mean, what we found is just having a dialogue where we talk, basically, I mean, we're not trying to overly sell or anything. We're providing value first, and that's the focus of the email. And it's not very like rigidly typed. We definitely want to lay it out where it's kind of it's colloquial. You're talking with this person, and we're usually making sure we're putting. Sometimes there'll be cheesy jokes or something, or just we're making sure that this content isn't the same thing you're seeing in every single email because. Like we've said before, you need to break through somehow. And I think these three ways are big ways to make cold emails actually stand out a little bit. And you got to be consistent. I know Tyra already talked about that, but it's important to be consistent with these lists. When you build out a campaign or an email campaign, you need to make sure you're hitting it every week. These type of things that are going to build awareness over time. Yeah. And I think 
you nailed it with the value first, right? Like the reason we can do value first and not get salesy is because what I said earlier, call the, the company I was talking about in Colorado, a year and a half, they know no matter how salesy they get, it's going to take a year and a half to get this person to respond. So why does it matter if you're salesy, right? They're probably going to be on your list for a year and a half. Why don't you just educate them? Yeah, give people a reason to actually click your emails, yeah. right? Yeah, educate them. Talk to, literally talk to them. Like, I, I remember one email we did, it was just about multi-factor authentication. It's like, hey, you know, I know multi-factor authentication isn't a very sexy topic, but it's a very helpful thing that people need to do. It's totally free, and it protects their email account. So we just sent a, a nice video and a quick thing saying, hey, please make sure you have multi-factor authentication. And the number of businesses that we assume as clients and realize they don't have it, of course, we implement right away, but and that don't have it are staggering. So just make sure you have it enabled. And if you don't, please reach out to your IT team to make sure it's enabled. Don't worry, it's not cumbersome. Use an authenticator app so you can just get a push notification rather than having to recommend or recognize or remember any six-digit code. Thanks, have a great day, right? Like when they get an email like that, they're thinking, did I subscribe to this? Like, did I subscribe to Tech Tips? You know, like they don't, they're like, maybe I did, maybe I did subscribe to this at some point because this is super helpful. Like that's the kind of shit we send out, right? It's like educational, it's value. It's not like, you know, you know, you know, your time is running out. You might get hacked any day now. Make sure to click here for a network review, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then like four paragraphs of stuff that you're not going to read. That's another yeah. point I want to add on that I forgot about earlier is just making sure that these are concise emails. Nobody wants to sit yeah. there for three or four long paragraphs of information. I mean, provide value, always link to something or some yes, idea of things. Point. You don't want to just keep it completely text-based. I mean, link to your website, which will help with remarketing, which we talk about in another podcast. I mean, link to an infographic you created. Um, just, I mean, anything. You can always find a way to link your email marketing to other aspects of your marketing. Yeah. But just with the whole idea, I mean, I think it ties in with just the point that me and Ty are trying to bring across where it's just like, just because the other emails... I mean, that companies are using are generic, kind of salesy, doesn't mean yours need to be, and it's the same with your marketing. Yes. That's good. That needs to be like, we got to get that framed and put in front of Steven's wall. Like, or, <laughs> Just over by the yeah, place. like a little plaque that Steven said this once. That was the good. The only smart thing I've said. Yeah. <laughs> that was gold. But, you know, like, like Steven mentioned, linking. Linking to something. Something you've created. Something that is of value to them, Right. So not only does it give them a point to engage with on the email, but if you're doing this correctly, you're using some type of email tool, some type of CRM. We use Active Campaign. We like it. There's tons and tons and tons of options out there. It's going to recognize when people open the email, and it's going to recognize when people click on the email. So now you're giving multiple aspects for that person to engage with you. So even if they didn't respond to your email, you now have a lead score on them, right? So that's another reason you always want to put some something to click or download or whatever on the email. You might say, oh, we tell our clients not to do that. It doesn't matter. People are still doing it. So giving them something to engage with on the email, that will get a lead score. So after you send a whole you know, campaign over three months, now you get to look at that contact list, everyone you have in there, you, the cold emails, unfortunately, that you have in there. You can see who's warming up. You can see who's, who's, who's clicked and opened a bunch through a lead score. Almost every CRM has that. That's your hit list, right? 
So you go from 3,000 contacts down to 300, because only 10%, I guess, are engaging with you, right? Because that's, that's fairly similar. So now you have 300 people that have been watching your stuff. They have been clicking on your things. They have been downloading your content. That's your contact list. That's who you target. And then you can target with other pieces of the campaign. They're already getting your remarketing because they landed on your website. So now they've seen your emails. They're seeing your remarketing. Again, we'll talk about uh, in every single way, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube. And now they're getting a custom postcard for you with another part of the campaign. Now they know you. And it's all about consistency to make sure they continue to know you and eventually so they will convert. top of mind when yep. they're thinking of MSP, yep. Yep, that right there, that mindset is what has gotten us to where we are today. So that's that's just, I didn't know, is there anything else you wanted to talk on on, on email before we kind of wrap this thing up? No, I mean, I think you've covered it pretty good. I mean, it's just, it's that same kind of stigma. I know you hear like, like telemarketing has a stigma. I mean, it's annoying to get called. I mean, cold email, it's annoying to receive. I mean, that is true if you do it the ways that we're telling you not to. Yeah, I mean, good point. so just making sure to break through, put some real thought into the emails that you're constructing and being able to reach the customer in a value-based mindset rather than to sell them something is gonna probably end up in a sale more often down the line than it would have if you were just trying to sell to them right off the bat, so yeah. That's what you said there about put some time into it, right? Like that right there thinking about last episode, don't outsource your marketing. That right there is why, like, that's so important, putting time into it. If you work with an outsourced marketing like we talked about last episode, they're not putting time into it. They're writing the same shit because they don't care if it gives you results. What they care about is, are they doing the things that they said they're gonna do, which is email marketing every week? They don't care whether that email marketing is effective or not because they're just doing the things on their task list, their to-do list. Whereas you care a lot that these emails are informing, educating, and, and getting you leads. So you're going to be able to put a little more thought and effort into this content. So, so email marketing, as much as I wish it didn't work, <laughs> it still does, right? And and the minute it doesn't, I will stop. But it does, so I do it. And you know, I think we'll also have to talk about list building in another podcast. We don't need to do yeah, it on absolutely. this one, but making sure you have a good list is super important. That'll come uh, at a future podcast. So, um, I got any other, anything before we conclude, Stephen, before no, I do the challenge of the week? Okay. So now we'll move to challenge of the week. Test your might. So you're saying we can't actually play the Mortal Kombat theme song? No, I have to it. All right, Stephen, it's up to you. Finish him. Challenge of the week. Excellent. Okay. Challenge of the week. If you don't currently have a CRM or email marketing tool, you really need to get one, even if it's just for your current clients. Yes, I know you can use your PSA, ConnectWise, whatever else to send email out, but it's also good to have a nice email marketing tool where you can create newsletters and other things. So if you don't currently have one, do some research on a CRM that would work for your business. And that is your challenge of the week. And uh, we look forward to having you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Yep, have a great thanks day. for listening. All right.